Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And it's just us today. Indeed. Just the two of us. Is that a recording? Just the two of us. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait a second. (laughs) For sure is. How have you been? I've been good. Besides the fact that I dramatically almost thought I broke my foot this morning. Well, earlier today. Wait, what happened? Well, what happened? <laughs> Not to talk about the weather because we've banned talking about the weather on this podcast. But <laughs> it's been really cold and really snowy here. It was a record for inches of snow for February in Minnesota. And it's just been really cold. So I haven't been outside running. And I am supposed to run a 10-mile race in two weeks and so today it's like sunny out it's pretty slushy and snowy but it's like perfect running temperature and it's sunny and I was like all right I'm gonna get out and run seven miles so So ambitious so I did that and it was fine not as in shape as I would like to be for running a race in two weeks but I'm working with what I got so I drove to run around the lake on the path And then I drove home, and then as I got out of my car to walk into my house, I, like, could not put weight on my foot. And I was, like, dramatic crawling up the stairs and screaming in pain. And I was like, I broke my foot. I can't. I can't be. It was, like, white hot pain. It hurt so bad. But then I just iced it and took ibuprofen. And I was hope I didn't think it was actually broken. I because I've had tendonitis in it before. Okay. And so I was just like hoping that it tightened up from from not running for a long time, and then and then going kind of an ambitious distance, and and then like sitting in a car driving home for like twenty five minutes. So right, feeling better. Okay, that's good. But I still can't really walk on it that well. But I'm. But Aww. I don't think it's broken. Is the pain getting better? Yeah. So it doesn't hurt if I'm just sitting here, but sore to walk on. Okay. But for a while, I was like, "Oh man, that was painful." Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Well, thanks. <laughs> I feel like you still have. Didn't you have a foot problem before your first marathon too? Yeah, it's the same foot. Okay, and so it's just like I, recurring. I kind of have messed up feet because this happens just like. When I'm normally walking, but I think it's because they're kind of wide. I don't know. This is a really interesting topic. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited. We're going to talk about nostalgia today and just kind of reminisce. And I sent you an article that basically talked about how nostalgia is replacing religion for millennials. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, I think that's a little extreme to say that. But I do think that nostalgia is a really prominent thing in just that we have so much access to looking back at things that have happened because we've spent like the last few years of our lives recording a lot of stuff and documenting on social media. And in college, I used to tweet random thoughts that I had. And if I thought of something funny or, like, needed to express something that was happening, I would just put it on Twitter. Now I don't really do that, but... But you still have Time Hop, right? So you can reminisce about it? Right. The app Time Hop, which I've had for a couple years, and every day it pops up and shows you what you did that day on social media, like, one year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And so it always shows me my tweets from when I was in college, and I'm like, oh, that was such good times or 
I was hilarious then and now I'm <laughs> not. And it's just like a weird thing that like every day it brings your mindset back where you were in the past. And yeah. I mean, you see that with people going and commenting on old posts on Facebook and then it like brings it up into your newsfeed and you see some like weird picture from 2011 and it's just like a weird thing that I feel like we have to deal with now, but like our parents and, and people older than us are confused by it. Yeah. Well, and the article made the point that organized religion is less popular now than it like ever has been. And essentially people, a big part of religion is having a sense of community and people get that through like all of the reboots that are happening. Like everyone collectively was excited. Well, not everyone, but like a lot of people were excited and you could like have camaraderie through the getting excited over like a Gilmore Girls reboot or something along those lines, which I thought was an interesting point. Obviously, I don't think it's that extreme either, but I thought it was interesting that I can see how you get that sense of community out of nostalgia, similar to religion. Yeah, I mean, the article also says it's like the same psychological functions are achieved through nostalgia as they are through that, like, the same things that make a re- religion appealing is the same things that make nostalgia appealing. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. But yeah, it is a little bit extreme. But if you think about religion... At least in, like, Christianity, it's kind of like you're reliving the same stories throughout the year. That's a good point. Because, yeah, you go through. That's true. It's not like it changes. The homily could change or, like, the way the message is delivered can change. But the core message. Right. Like the gospel. Yeah. Whatever whatever week you're at. Right. Is still usually kind of similar depending on what time of year it is. That's a good point. Huh. So it's just like your time hop every day <laughs> where it sends, sends you a message so you can learn from your past or learn from the Bible. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. But I it didn't have any studies or anything. No. And well, the per- the writer of it, so she's a podcast host that I'm like obsessed oh. with, but she's got a doctorate in religious studies. So she studies religion like that to the doctor of religion, gotcha. mm-hmm. essentially. So that's kind of like her expertise and then she quoted some like psychologists and stuff but yeah yeah no that makes sense so along the lines of nostalgia I thought we could talk about some of our favorite childhood things yeah let's do it what were some of your favorite shows as a kid did you have any that you were like obsessed with we talked about this a couple episodes ago but let's see I'm, I've probably seen every single episode of Full House it's not yes. one that I've watched at all within the last like 10 years and I don't watch Fuller House no it's a lot campier than the original but Full House was one that we watched all the time did you ever watch The Nanny yeah with Fran Drescher oh my I could probably still sing the theme song I'm not going to but I probably could great show (laughs) as far as like cartoons like I definitely watched Spongebob and Fairly Odd Parents and Hey Arnold we talked about Angry Beavers. That was that was a favorite in my yeah. house. Yeah, I didn't really watch any of those cartoons. I mean, I know of them all, but they weren't like my go-tos as a kid. What were your go-tos? Like Rugrats, essentially. Oh. I watched that too, but it was like earlier on. I feel like than SpongeBob and some of the later Nickelodeon yeah, it's ones. Like later, I switched to like Disney Channel and watched like Lizzie McGuire and that kind of stuff. We didn't have the Disney Channel for a long time until I was like a little older. So I think I missed out okay. on some. I mean, I did watch Lizzie McGuire, but I missed out on some of the other earlier Disney Channel shows. 
I also, so I was talking to my parents about like things I was obsessed with as a child to just like jive my memory. And they reminded me that as a kid, I like religiously watched Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> I was like obsessed. Did you ever watch that show? No, I've heard of it, but I never, I definitely <laughs> did not watch it. <laughs> Chuck Norris, man. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, like seven year old <clears throat> me or something was obsessed for some reason. I can see that. <laughs> what is that what's that show even about i don't i don't know so walker is a texas ranger um and then him and trevette is like his main mm-hmm. partner and they just like i don't know it's like a normal cop show i guess with like a love tra- love story oh, it's a cop show like like it, yeah like the so andy griffith show I've but never... that's not even our generation so i was gonna say i like it was on andy griffith was on like nick at night but i never really watched tv land episodes yeah I never had TV Land. We, I love TV Land. Andrew Griffith's show, Three's Company, I Love Lucy. Those are not definitely not like 90s kid shows, but those are the shows that I was always watching as a kid too. Yeah. They had those on Nickelodeon late at night, so I definitely like watched I Love Lucy a lot, I feel like. But just for the like couple episodes that would come on after like 8 p.m. or something. <laughs> I'm also really into the Brady Bunch I still am it's on Hulu <gasps> so I watch it all the time so good wasn't it was it just last year all the controversy over the Brady Bunch house being sold yeah or a couple months ago or something there but the Brady Bunch had a lot of controversy like all of these crazy stories came out about the guy who played the dad and oh really um pretty much every single one of those kids went on to have like some sort of childhood star moment where like they either got into drugs or did bad stuff and their life did not turn out well after being on the show uh I feel like the fact that you can call it childhood star moment like speaks volumes because it feels inevitable unfortunately well it's I mean not that we have to get into it anything like this but um if you think about all the crazy stuff that's happening with child stars now and like the stuff that they went went through like the creepy stuff I can't imagine it was any better in the 60s and 70s right anyway so you what you said you watched Rugrats right I read an article recently that Rugrats was like really progressive for its time which I had never put any thought into but like they like the parents had kind of reversed like stereotypical gender roles like where the dad of like Tommy Pickle was like an inventor and like kind of always failing in his career so he did the house stuff where the mom was like the breadwinner and an episode where the kids were like why why do girls get to wear pants and dresses and then they so the boys decided to wear dresses or whatever and I don't know I never put any stock into that but that's interesting for that time that it was so like forward thinking. I wonder if they were if that was intentional or if it was just kind of the story they were writing. I mean, I'm sure it was intentional because you think about going back and watching like the Fairy Lab parents and and SpongeBob episodes now as an adult, you can see kind of hidden messages in there that you would not have understood mm-hmm. if you were a child. Right. Yeah, I would agree. I guess I don't know. I just had never thought about it before, but kind of cool. <laughs> Maybe that contributed to our to our outlooks on life. Maybe all of the Rugrats created our feminist qualities. Just kidding. 
Did you ever watch the Power Rangers as a kid? A little bit. My brother watched them. And the only thing I really remember about the Power Rangers is that there was a pink one. And for a while, the pink Power Rangers name was Kimberly. And that's my mom's name. (laughs) And so she had like a Power Ranger, a pink Power Ranger watch because she's also an elementary school teacher. So it it made sense (laughs) for her to be the pink Power Ranger. (laughs) That's awesome. Did you watch Power Rangers? I did. I was like obsessed with the yellow Power Ranger and I had like all of the figure like the action figure toys as a child. I feel like you were definitely more than a more of a tomboy than I was. Absolutely. If you ask my sister about like my style choices, she'll be like, "Wow." She still likes to make fun of me for clothes I wore like 15 years ago (laughs) while you were watching the power rangers and obsessed with the pink power ranger i was watching cinderella nonstop (laughs) and had cinderella alarm clock and cinderella posters all over my room (laughs) it just makes me think of the time that you said you can cut this out but you said you'd call social services on me over not letting my kids watch disney movies oh yeah wow (laughs) Speaking of dramatic, <laughs> but do you still actually think you wouldn't let your kids watch Disney movies? I'd let them watch it. I don't think I ever said I wouldn't. I was just not really into them. And now I feel like they don't send some great messages. That's so I would true. let them watch it. But then we'd have a we'd probably have a conversation afterwards about like how you don't have to wait for a prince to save you. Like if your circumstances aren't great or just different conversations. But I think they're still fun movies to watch. Like and I definitely like the real action ones. Would you let your kids watch them? Most of them, probably. But it is weird to think about the different messages that they send. I really don't like Snow White. I don't I don't know if I would let my kids watch Snow White. That's probably extreme. Well, I mean, if you peel back the onion, the message is but pretty bad. But that's probably the like. worst one I can think of off the top of my head as far as, like, yeah. the messages sending. Yeah. I just remember, so I have a cousin, Sophie, and I think she was, like, four at the time. And she was playing, you know, it was like a holiday. And she said something to my cousin Tanner about how he's got to be the prince and save her because she's the princess Mm. or something. And I was like, okay, girl, let's have a talk. You can save yourself. And I I get it. Like, she's just playing. She's four, whatever. But, like, I don't know. I feel like that's something to instill at a young age, maybe. I don't know. Speaking of Disney things, were you a huge High School Musical fan? Oh, um, G. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> I feel like we've watched it together. Oh, we, we definitely not? have, yes. Okay. Because I was in eighth grade when the first one came out, and I feel like that was, we were like the perfect age to be like going into high school right when High School Musical came out, and then all the, they like came out in tandem with like our years in high school, and so the last one where they were graduating came out where we were graduating from high school, and so. yeah. I kind of felt like High School Musical was narrating our existence. but I completely agree. <laughs> so for the first one, it came out when I was in eighth grade, and my eighth grade basketball team was obsessed. We used the CD as our warm-up CD. I remember I was in charge of burning the CD so that I could bring it to practice for everyone. And then we would have tournaments on the weekends, and so in between games, we would be practicing the dances so that we would be able to do them. <laughs> so... 
my basketball team did the same thing. But did you guys have to get your like warm up CD screened like for appropriateness by coaches or no? Uh, we did in high school, like for our high school games, but not in eighth grade. Gotcha. So like our warm ups, I rem- I distinctly remember our like coaches not knowing anything about High School Musical. We had get your head in the game on the warm up CD, and they were they like screened it because I mean we're high schoolers. Plus it was like a Catholic school, and they were like this is inappropriate. Like they didn't know that it was about like a basketball team and they were like going to make us take it off. And we're like, no, we promise it's a Disney channel song. It's okay. But like out of context, they thought it was like a dirty song. And we're like, uh, this is awkward. Like, yeah, that's, they were like reading a little too far into it. Maybe. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. To talk them off the ledge. <laughs> For our warm-up CD in high school, like in ninth grade, I wanted to, I was like slightly emo, so I wanted to put (laughs) Dark Blue by Jack's Mannequin on our warm-up CD, and I remember people made fun of me so much for that. I was like, let's add some all-time low, some Jack's Mannequin. They were like, uh, no. Oh my gosh. I feel like all that music brings me back to high school. (laughs) Brings me back to wearing Hollister polo shirts and putting way too much mascara on. And <laughs> I wore Vera Wang princess perfume, which I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but it was like kind of popular back then. My sister still makes fun of me because I would put so much perfume on and then, <laughs> and then I'd have to drive us to school. She would be like, I can't breathe. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> so I found this article. It 19 signs you're a 90s kid. So I'm going to basically test your true 90s spirit. All right, me. let's go. So the first one is you always wanted to be slimed as a child. Do you know what that's referring 100%, to? hundred percent, yes. But I don't <laughs> think I wanted to be slimed. I think I was always just really curious as to what the slime was made out of. I don't know if I'd want it to be dumped all over me, but I would like to just have a bucket of it so I could see what it actually was, maybe smell it first. I agree. I don't know that I ever wanted to be slimed either, but it was for those people that don't know, it was a Nickelodeon show, I think. I think it was just like a, Wait. like it was a couple different shows and there was just a thing a Nickelodeon thing where you would get slime because right. they would do it on all that and stuff, right? That's true. So they would just like pour like green slime all over you and it looked so mm-hmm. disgustingly uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. You basically swore on Lisa Frank. I don't think I swore on Lisa Frank, but I definitely had Lisa Frank folders and notebooks and little like cat things ponies and the little cute puppies but surrounded by neon pink and blue and green so literally the picture underneath it is cat and a puppy surrounded by super bright colors that's exactly what it is (laughs) yes so yeah lisa frank is just like a folder a brand but yeah i remember that was like you needed to have a lisa frank folder in your new school supplies were you into that I definitely had okay. some when I was younger, like Didn't elementary know school if that aged. was your tomboy stage or? No. And then I waited till grad school to get my Justin oh my Bieber gosh. folders. <laughs> yes. Do you remember? Of course I remember that. <laughs> Alyssa and I doing homework in our house that we lived in. I was a senior in college and she was in grad school. And I look up and she's doing her grad school accounting homework in the Justin Bieber folder. <laughs> you know? Uh, Gotta be a loyal fan. Number three, Tamagotchi gave you both life and anxiety. I never had a Tamagotchi. No, I played other people's, but 
I never had one. So I had one, but I think I get bored really easily with games that I probably was into it for like a hot sec and then like lost it and never gave it food or anything ever again. <laughs> so was it just like a little thing that you would, what, if it died, what happened? I don't even remember, but you had to like feed it and stuff. I'm sure you just started over. Did you have a pet rock? Like a literal rock? Yeah, they had, you could buy pet rocks and it came in like a little cage and it was like this smooth little rock. It came in a box that said Pet Rock. No, but I think it's hilarious that you bought like a special rock. Well, I didn't buy one. My parents wouldn't let me, but I definitely wanted to. <laughs> They're like, just go pick one out of the garden. So I did. I, we had right. like this rock bed in our backyard and I would pick rocks out of it and paint them with nail polish. And they were my pets. Okay. Did you have a cage for them then? No. Or no? So they were free. <laughs> you always jammed out to Kids Bop. Did you ever listen to Kids Bop? No, we would watch the infomercials and make fun of it, but we would not. I didn't have any of the CDs. Me neither. I feel like now CDs were more popular. Yes. For, like when I was a kid. Yeah. Now 14 and was the one that I had. I don't even I think I had Now 21 was like my jam, but they like started releasing like a trillion a year, I feel like. They're on like Now 100 or something. I wonder if they're actually, still but... making them. I feel like they are. We could probably Google it. But. I think it's funny how no one has CDs anymore. But when I talk about like an artist releasing a new album, I'm always like, oh, like, did you see the new Parachute CD? Or did you get the new Taylor Swift CD? Like, I still catch myself calling it a CD. That's true, because that's how like, in my brain, I compartmentalize albums is like, buy the CD and like, because then you'd open up the little insert from the CD case. And you could, like, read about why they wrote the song that way, and all the lyrics would be on there. MASH made all of your life's decisions. Oh. Did you ever play MASH? When you first said MASH, I was thinking about the TV show. I was like, oh, I didn't <laughs> like that show. And it was a little bit before Yeah, I was like, that is not was. 90s. Yes, for sure. So MASH is, like, essentially a game where you decide your life, and it's, like, you write mash at the top and then like list out a bunch of like boys you could possibly marry or careers or where you're going to live or what kind of car you're going to drive. And then you like randomly pick a number essentially. And then mash stands for mansion, apartment. I don't remember what that stood for. Shack. House. Shack. Yes. House. And you basically like decided your entire life and crossed things out until you had one left. So I feel like that was like a common like bus field trip. Game. And then when you had a mash that that worked out, like that had you in the mansion with the person that you had a crush on and doing your dream job or whatever, then you would just hold on to it. <laughs> yes. And hope that it came true. I feel like maybe this is just like my mean friends too, but we would sometimes do it for each other and like pick like people like bad things, like careers we didn't want or like boys we didn't actually think were cute. I don't know. Did you ever do that? Oh, yeah. That That was what made it fun. Yeah. Uh, Good times. I kind of want to do one right now. Just kidding. I'll do one for you after this. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Uh, Did you ever have a Razor scooter? No, but I had a Schwinn. Schwinn scooter. It was like gold, and I thought it was really cool, but it was basically just because Razor scooters were too expensive, so my parents got me a Schwinn. (laughs) Which did the same thing. (laughs) Right. It just wasn't the Mm -hmm. name brand or whatever. (laughs) I never had... Wait. I don't think I had one. I don't remember having one. Did you have, like, a lot of kids in your neighborhood that you played with? 
No. So I grew up in the country, so I didn't really have any like close neighbors. There's probably like seven houses on my road total and like each like a good city block apart. And there weren't really kids my age until like there's some that moved into the neighborhood later on. Gotcha. I would always be like scootering around our neighborhood. Yeah. I also lived in a gravel road, which made it hard for like I remember I really wanted rollerblades, and then I was like, oh, this is not as fun as it looks because I don't have, like, a sidewalk yeah. or something. <laughs> um, did you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon? As soon as it came on, I would change the channel or turn it off. So scary. I would get nightmares just from, like, the first opening credits. <laughs> I remember watching it at daycare and, like, wanting to hang out with the, like, slightly older kids and thinking I was cool by watching it, but... It was definitely sort of traumatizing. It's, like, basically ghost stories. Yeah, not my thing. Did you ever have gel pens? Yes. Gel pens were a big point of contention in our household. Why? Because (laughs) both my sister and I, we still love different color pens and making sure we have, like, our neat little set of pens. And I feel like we would bite over gel pens or my parents would bring like a pack home and we'd have to split it and choose which colors we wanted. And then we'd get into a fight over who wanted what color <laughs> or who stole what gel pen. And I feel like, like I said, my mom's a teacher and I would remember these different fads getting banned either at like at her school or at my school. And I feel like gel pens got banned from school. Really? Because they were just causing, like, too much of a commotion. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't remember them being banned. Maybe they were, and I was unaware. But I do remember we'd always give each other, like, tattoos because we thought that was cool with gel pens. So I'd always have, like, a different, like, ankle tattoo that someone drew on me with a gel pen. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I've basically <laughs> always been to school, so. <laughs> now you have real tattoos. Now I have real tattoos, Yes. <laughs> Um, did you ever have butterfly clips or crimp your hair? Yes, to butterfly clip. My sister and I have this hairstyle that we called basically like where you pull the fronts of your hairs back, but in two ponytails. So we called it fronts back pigtails. And then you put a little butterfly clip in each of the pig, each pigtail. So that was our hairstyle of choice. I'm trying to picture this. So it's like a half up pigtails. So it's like like you're pulling half of your hair up, but then you divide yeah. it into two sections and you put one ponytail on one side and one ponytail on the other side. Not like sticking out, but just like going back on yeah. your head. And then okay. you take a butterfly clip and put one on each of the pigtails like on the top of your head. So stylish. Do you still ever do that? I can't say that I do, but we, <laughs> we joke about it all the time. <laughs> Did you ever crimp your hair? No, I don't think we had a crimper. We did, and it was probably, like, not for the best because I have really thick yeah, and, like, big hair. can't picture your hair or your sister's hair it was, being crimped. No, it was not cute, and it probably didn't happen that many times, but I also had, like, a perm at a young age, which also was not cute. Yeah, hairstyles were not my When forte. did you have a perm? In, like, second grade, I had one. What made you want to do that? I don't know. I decided I needed one. And well, you've always it had was like, curly hair, though. I did, but I just, like, I don't know. I wanted more curls or something, and then now it's, like, it just, like, made my hair so big. It was not cute. 
How long does that take to grow out? I don't even know. It probably lasted a good, like, year. But, Dang. I mean. How does that even, what is the technology that makes your hair curly? Like, is it just, like, permables? Yeah. yeah. I also, because I, I think I've gotten, like, a couple perms mm-hmm. in my life, which I will not, because now it's funny, because I'd rather, like, have straight hair all the time if I could, but so many chemicals, and then I remember, like, being, like, kind of like your perfume story, like, I'm like, I can't breathe, they're so strong, like, it was horrible, so I would not recommend it. Sure, at least my perfume smelled kind of good. Right, it wasn't, like, toxic <laughs> chemicals. <laughs> Did you ever have a bop it? Yes, great game. <laughs> I wish I had one now. I was just thinking about that. For some reason, someone said, like, bop it, twist it, or something. And it, like, I don't know, it came up organically. And I was like, bop it. I feel like that could be, like, a fun drinking game. I was just going to say that. Oh, my God. We should invest in one. Yes. For our next hangout with friends. It's happening. the reactions would be if we were, like, okay, guys, game night, bop it. I feel like... We'd probably get some eye rolls and laughs, but then everyone would get into it, because I also feel like we're a competitive yes. group. Okay, let's do it. It's a plan. Okay. <laughs> we'll report back, guys. So I think we can safely say we're uh, 90s we kids, We are for huh? sure 90s kids. Did you guys have butterfly clips? I mean, I think we had some, but I don't remember being obsessed with them or, like, wearing them regularly or anything. I do remember, did you ever have those, like, ponytails that had, like, they looked like fake hair? No. I remember I had one that had, like, blue spiky hair all around it, and I would wear it all the time and thought I was so cool because I had, like, blue hair, but it was really just, like, a ponytail. That's an Alyssa thing. I can for sure (laughs) picture that. (laughs) Still kind of want blue hair, but I'll wait. Just kidding. (laughs) I I put purple streaks in my hair junior year of high school. That was, like, my rebel moment. Like, like stuff that washes out, or you actually dyed your hair? I it was like a box so it was permanent um and I just put it like on the bottom layer of my hair so it wasn't really that noticeable but I thought it was cool (laughs) I love it dyeing your hair just like makes you feel like a new person (laughs) I've only dyed my hair twice and both times it was just like a darker brown I feel like I was I was really into dyeing my hair redder colors Mm -hmm. early in college post high school but now I just it's so much work once it grows mm-hmm. out, and I'm not about the high maintenance hair. Yeah, so. me either. <laughs> Ain't nobody Plus got time for that. Plus, it's hair, anyways. Right, more chemicals. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you a story that might make you feel better about your fashion choices as a child? I would love that. Sure. So, when I was in fourth grade, I for some reason was obsessed with this pair of black stretchy pants I was probably foreshadowing my life because now I just want to wear black leggings all the time yeah you were cool before they were yeah. cool. <laughs> um, so I wore these like black stretch pants basically or yoga pants kind of and I wore them every single day and I refused to wear jeans or like any other pair of pants and my mom would try to take me shopping and be like you have to get another pair of pants and then one day there was a hole in the butt of these black pants that I wore every day and this kid noticed that I had a hole in my pants and he made fun of me in like in front of other kids and then I like went up and told my teacher that 
I had a hole in my pants and that people were making fun of me. And then she got really mad at the other kids who were making fun of me. But then I had to get a new pair of pants. So my so I finally started wearing jeans. And so the next day I wore a pair of jeans. And then I wore those jeans like two days in a row. And this girl that I was actually good friends with was like, hey, didn't you wear those jeans yesterday? And, and I remember thinking... I wore the same pair of black pants every day and you didn't say anything. And then I finally get new pants and you notice that I wore them twice in a row. Slash, who doesn't wear jeans twice in a row, honestly? So that's a classic family story that if you ever want to make fun of me, that's the story that gets brought up. Me and my black stretch pants. Okay, final question. If you had a theme song of your childhood, what would it be? So the story my parents always like to tell is that I was obsessed with the song Roll Baby Roll, which is like a classic rock song by The Doors. And my dad works for a classic rock radio station, so it makes sense that that was like what I was exposed to. But they always think it's funny because like the lyrics are like, I woke up this morning, I got myself a beer, like, and then it's like, let it roll, baby, roll. You'd know, I think you'd know if you heard it, but definitely remember like jamming to that regularly as a child. This also makes sense to me. No surprises. <laughs> really? I don't have I. Told no, you, you haven't. But I don't know. It it makes sense with, for all the reasons you just said. Your dad worked right. for a classic rock sta- station. Like it was probably just like you latch on to the songs that your parents listen to right that's true what would yours be the carpenters (laughs) yeah uh i don't know i do love the carpenters but but that was more like later on like in high school okay i got into the carpenters or maybe like middle school i would say like any jesse mccartney song basically yes (laughs) that was definitely older me probably same (laughs) Yes, Roll Baby Roll was definitely, like, my probably young, like, early elementary school. And Justin McCartney was definitely had his time in my life as well. So I definitely echo that sentiment. Anyway, it's been fun reminiscing with you. This was fun. The time just flew. It did. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys think that we missed any key 90s things or you want to tell us about what reminiscent things this conversation brought up for you, send us a DM on Instagram at Floral Couch Conversation or an email floralcouchconversations at gmail.com if you have any questions you need advice on anything let us know send us an email or a dm we will answer it on our next episode yeah or feel free to send us a message on facebook too, floral couch conversations if you liked what you hear tell everyone you've ever met and leave us a rating on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to check us out floralcouchconversations.com Thanks, everybody. Bye.